0: Welcome, friends, to Roundtable Radio, produced by Roundtable Writers, where artists support artists. Our multi-generational and multi-genre community is always open to new members. Go to www.roundtablewriters.org to learn more. If you enjoy our community and the projects we do, please consider donating the price of a monthly coffee by signing up on our Ko-fi page at ko-fi.com Roundtable roundtablewriters. Thanks for listening. From poetry and the profound, to practical portraits of the writing life, from genres of the fantastic and romantic, to matters of the stalwart dramatic, welcome to Round Table Radio, a Round Table Writer's production. Blowing, new green sun, shining, the snow. Brook lets the, hurry on, down to the ocean gleaming beer.
1: Join in the song,
0: new life is stirring, earth is reborn. For now the swelling day, carol's telling sorrow, and And gold must go. Hello, and welcome, friends, to Round Table Radio. My name is Odin hartshorn Halverson, and I'm the founder of Roundtable Writers, where our motto is, Artists Support Artists. Today's episode is all about what it's like to be a writer, and to experience the process of writing a novel, as seen through the eyes of John Steinbeck, one of the greatest American authors. But first, before we jump into this really exciting content, we have the random result, the random winner... From our last self-promo Saturday, which we run occasionally, (laughs) not every Saturday, but look for it. It's on our Twitter, so if you follow us on Twitter, you will see the next time that we run one of our self-promo events where we try to uplift the entire writing community. We had some really lovely submissions this time around, and we were excited to retweet those and comment on them and share them with everyone. The Random Pick is a book by Robertson Hunter-Stewart. It's called One to One, Managing Quality Time with Individuals for Engagement and Success. This book gives the reader a step-by-step guide on how to obtain and maintain sustainable competitive advantage through the correct management of individuals in today's workplace, more importantly, it's about giving purpose to people at work and increasing their engagement to both you as their manager and the organization as a whole. This looks like a really interesting book, a really cool book for anyone who is trying to manage a group of people effectively and interact with that sort of management community experience. So, I highly recommend checking it out, it really looks like a uh, an important and good read. And now... Let's jump into the main content for today's episode, John Steinbeck's own journal of the Grapes of Wrath. Steinbeck's work inspected so many important areas of our society, as well as the transitory nature of one epoch to another, but today I want to concentrate on his experience of his own writing. He started a diary while working on The Grapes of Wrath to keep himself in check and on track with his project, and I found that journal to be one of the most inspirational aids to my own life and work. Today I'm going to read a curated selection from his journal. This is by no means in order, nor is it a full accounting of his experience, but I believe that it does capture a certain essential flow for what the writing life is like. Perhaps even what human life is like, I don't know. Also, considering that National Novel Writing Month is this month, and that for many, especially those celebrating a holiday this or next week, such as Thanksgiving or Hanukkah, this is the time when that writing writing practice usually starts to break down a little bit. And that's okay. It's normal to feel intensely about your work and your life. That's why I want to read these excerpts to you, because I think they'll help you on your way as you continually explore your art, as you explore your life and as you learn to better both in due course. And so, from Working Days, The Journals of the Grapes of Wrath, paperback published December 1st, 1990. Here is the diary of a book, and it will be interesting to see how it works out. I have tried to keep diaries before, but they didn't work out because of the necessity to be honest— In matters where there is no definite truth, I gravitate toward the opposite. Sometimes, where there is a definite truth, I am revolted by its smugness and do the same. In this, however, I shall try simply to keep a record of working days and the amount done in each and the success, as far as I can know it, of the day. This is the longest diary I ever kept. Not a diary, of course, but an attempt to map the actual working days and hours of a novel. If a day is skipped, it will show glaringly on this record, and there will be some reason given for the slip. I wonder whether I will ever finish this book. And of course I'll finish it. Just work a certain length of time and it will get done poco a poco. Just do the day's work. Don't know who will publish my book. Don't know at all. No reason to let it slide, though. Must keep at it. Necessary. For the moment now, the financial burdens have been removed. But it is not permanent. I was not made for success. I find myself now with a growing reputation. In many ways, it is a terrible thing. Among other things, I feel that I have put something over. That this little success of mine is cheating. If I can do that, it will be all my lack of genius can produce. For no one else knows my lack of ability the way I do. I am pushing against it all the time. Sometimes I seem to do a good little piece of work. But when it is done, it slides into mediocrity. If only I could do this book properly, it would be one of the really fine books and a truly American book. "'but I am assailed with my own ignorance and inability. "'I'll just have to work from a background of these, honestly. "'If I can keep in honesty, it is all I can expect of my poor brain. "'Never temper a word to a reader's prejudice, "'but bend it like putty for his understanding. "'All sorts of things might happen in the course of this book, "'but I must not be weak. "'This must be done.' The failure of Will, even for one day, has a devastating effect on the whole, far more important than just the loss of time and wordage. The whole physical basis of the novel is discipline of the writer, of his material, of the language. And, sadly enough, if any of the discipline is gone, all of it suffers. This must be a good book. It simply must. I haven't any choice. It must be far and away the best thing I have ever attempted. Slow but sure, piling detail on detail, until a picture and an experience emerge. Until the whole throbbing thing emerges, and I can do it. I feel very strong to do it. I'm tired of the struggle against all the forces that this miserable success has brought against me. I don't know whether I could write a decent book now. That is the greatest fear of all. I'm working at it, but I can't tell... Something is poisoned in me. You pages, ten of you, you are the dribble cup. You are the cloth to wipe up the vomit. Maybe I can get these fears and disgusts on you and then burn you up. Then maybe I won't be so haunted. Have to pretend it's that way, anyhow. Now must slow it down and take it easier. Saturday had a feeling of exhaustion near to collapse. I guess I'd been working too hard. It's not the amount of work, but the almost physical drive that goes into it that seems to make the difference. I should take it a little easier, or I won't be finishing. I have just a page or so over 100 typescript pages done out of 600. I have five times as much work left to do as I have done already. So I must conserve strength, because I do want to do this novel and finish it this time. Must get no fatal feelings about it. Every book seems the struggle of a whole life. And then, when it is done, poof. Never happened. The best thing is to get the words down every day. And it is time to start now. Alright folks, so that's it for today's episode. Tune in on Friday for the second part of the themed NaNoWriMo episodes that Brendan Phipps and I have recorded. We talk about some really great things, we have some fun, we uh, introduce you to some interesting facts that you might not know, and we also, again, dive into the true purpose of the National Novel Writing Month event. Also, because I like to have something poetic every episode, let me leave you with this haiku. A Poppy Blooms by Katsushika Hokusai I write, erase, rewrite, erase again, and then A Poppy Blooms. Roundtable Radio is brought to you with the generous support of our Kofi patrons. If you enjoy our community and the projects we do, please consider donating the price of a monthly coffee by signing up on our Kofi page at ko-fi.com roundtablewriters. Our music is spring off the 1941 album Folk Songs of the Americas and uploaded to the Internet Archive by the Cali Austin Foundation. Roundtable Radio is made available under the Creative Commons license BYNCSA. This license allows reusers to distribute, remix, adapt, and build upon the material in any medium or format for non-commercial purposes only, and only so long as attribution is given to the creator. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next episode. Today's overlay music was After Midnight by Lobo Loco, licensed under an attribution, non-commercial, share-alike, 4.0 international Creative Commons license.